You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. We're your hosts, Erin Beadle and Belinda Fleming. Thank you for joining in for another episode of Midlife State of Mind. We are all on this midlife journey together and your thoughts matter to us. If any of our discussions about navigating this phase of life have been beneficial for you, we would love to hear from you. If you could leave us a five-star rating and a review, dropping a five-star rating and jotting down a genuine review on your favorite podcast platform would truly make our day. Yes, we actually do a little happy dance when we read one of our reviews from our listeners or we hear feedback. And I want to share a recent one from Midlife and Loving It, which I love that title. She says, thanks for having real conversations about very relatable topics for this midlife woman. Listening to Erin and Belinda feels like hanging out with your girlfriends and a glass of wine. I appreciate the honesty of the hosts and their willingness to share real life experiences. I've been a listener from the beginning and will continue and recommend the show. Keep them coming, ladies. That just makes our day. We love to hear from you guys. So taking that time to write us a review would be fantastic. So most of us at one point in our life have had a moment of forgetfulness, right? You've misplaced your keys. You've forgotten an appointment. Maybe you've gotten someone's birthday. Well, if you have, you're in good company because I've been on the hunt for my glasses before, my sunglasses, and they're actually on top of my head. (laughs) How many times does something like that happen? Or I've even been looking for my car keys and they're in my right hand instead of I'm left-handed, so normally I'm doing everything with my dominant hand, and I'm just frantically looking and they're like, where are those keys? What did I do with them? And then they're right there. So the secret club of forgotten items, the car keys, the glasses, the TV remote, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, where's the remote? And someone's just sitting on it, right? Right, or fall, or fell down between the couch cushions. Well, there is a difference between normal age-related forgetfulness and a serious memory problem because like those little moments of forgetfulness are just something that I think happen even, they happen when I was young. You'd walk into the kitchen because you knew you wanted to do something and you get in there and you're like, what did I come in here for? But then serious memory issues are something that make it hard for you to do your everyday tasks in life. So there is a big difference and we want to talk about that today because as we're talking about this midlife time, some of these things start to creep up in a lot of people's lives. Well, mild forgetfulness can be a normal part of aging, and it is challenging to pinpoint when and if something becomes a bigger issue, and the effects of aging on memory can vary among different individuals, and it can depend on a lot of different factors. So today, just discussing the typical forgetfulness might be that you're lacking sleep. It might be that you're lacking uh, really good nutrition, or it could be just something where you're pretty stressed 
stressed out. And so those are just little things that might shift your ability to remember. And also, I know for me personally, when I have occasional lapses in short-term memory, it's really because I like to do things methodically. And so if I get out of my routine, then I tend to be a little bit more forgetful. And I think those are normal characteristics. I think so. (laughs) And also, I think what it is oftentimes is when we try to multitask and we're trying to do more than one thing at one time. And so we're not paying attention. And our attention is so spread out that then we did something. It's like if you've ever driven home from, let's say, the grocery store. And before you know it, you're all the way in your driveway. It's because you did it on rote. You weren't actually paying attention. Well, remember the other day we were headed, we were together. And I drove instantly to the Marietta Square. We were headed to Third Door. And what did I do? I went right to Taqueria. Because you're like... (laughs) tacos on your mind. Well, and that's just that rote where you're like, then you're like, where am I going? And I'm like, I know. So I think one of the things, like you said, sleep deprivation will make you have a terrible memory. Mm -hmm. Another thing is really paying attention. A third thing that I think is helpful, what I find is it's having a place for everything and then putting it back in its place. I love, I'm that person as well. And my children know if mom can't find it, it's really lost because I'll say it's in the second drawer on the right hand side and they'll go, no, it's not. And I go, yes, it is. You know, I'm upstairs and they're in the kitchen and I know exactly where everything is. Unless somebody moved it without your knowledge. Exactly. And that's often what happens because the scissors go in the drawer where the silverware goes but if somebody takes the scissors off especially before when I had three kids at home and they were famous for taking stuff off now that I'm an empty nester everything has its place and rarely is anything out of place well these are practical strategies so these are memory boosting techniques and practical strategies to improve memory are staying organized that's a huge one. Right. So if you're organized, you're also practicing mindfulness because you're intentionally putting things where they belong. Those are all good characteristics and that helps things run on a smooth day-to-day basis. And forgetfulness is also about being unorganized sometimes. Right. And also I think not paying attention and like Let's say you go to a party and you meet. Now, it's different if you're meeting like 10 people at once. And sometimes they just go down the line and they're like, I'm never going to remember everybody's name. Because if you get a bunch at once. But how often have you gone to a social function? Someone gets introduced to you and it's like two minutes later, you can't remember the person's name. The name dilemma is definitely a real phenomenon, right? And it can lead to an awkward interaction the next time you see them. And so it is important, I think, also there's a strategy that is uh, involved in remembering names too. Association is a good way. If you attach it to something funny or something that rhymes with their name, those are all good strategies so that you don't have an awkward interaction the next time you see the person. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you what I do is when somebody tells me their name, because I used to be terrible with names, I will never forget a face. I could even before you were middle-aged, right? Oh, from the time I was young. But I could be behind you at Publix and see you and I could see you two years later and I will be like, where do I know that person from? I'm like, they were behind me at the Publix. (laughs) But now I can meet you three times and I used to not be able to remember your name. But here's how I started doing it was 
when I meet your name, Belinda, which somebody called you Beverly today, they're like, I love you and Beverly. I'm like, Belinda? <laughs> well, usually I get called Erin and you get called Belinda, exactly. which has happened for the last 10 years yes. because of yoga teacher training. And, and now I'm a brunette and you're a blonde and it still happens actually. I know. But when I was a brunette, it happened a lot more. But so I will actually pretend like I'm writing that person a name tag. Oh, nice. So I would be like B-E-L-I-N-D-A. So this is your visual imagery. You're not really grabbing a pen and writing it. Because that would reinforce it too, honestly. Well, also I have learned over the years, it's taken me a long time, I am not an auditory learner. I'm a visual learner. Mm -hmm. If I see something, I can remember it forever, which is why I can remember a face. When I hear things, they're like, go in and out. And I want to tell you another little trick that I learned. So our friend, he and I were sitting next to each other, and this woman came up who I could not remember her name. So you had met her previously. Oh, I've known her, yeah. Okay. But it's like, you know, if you don't see somebody for a while and then you're like, I know their name and it's on the tip of your tongue, I could not introduce them because I couldn't remember her name. Mm -hmm. And here's what he told me. He said, whatever that happens, you say, hey, have you met my friend Bill? And then the person will say, I'm Meredith. Right. It's like a reflex. They're going to jump in and introduce yes, themselves right. without so, you having to do it. Right. So you can say, hey, have you met my friend Belinda? And then the person would say, oh, I'm Meredith. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Meredith, Belinda, I'm so glad you all got to meet or whatever. I would love to meet Meredith Gray. The minute you said Meredith, <laughs> I just picture Meredith Gray. I just watched the last season of Grey's Anatomy. That's a complete side note. I know. <laughs> and another side note, just FYI, in case y'all are curious, I've never seen a single episode and Belinda keeps telling me I need to watch it. <laughs> so funny. So there's the name dilemma and we've just given you guys some great strategies, right? Yeah, definitely. The other thing is the grocery list mishap. If you can write a grocery list at home, then that way you don't end up wandering around the grocery store, right? That's just a little trick that if you, even if you just write it in your notes on your phone, you don't have to actually have a real piece of paper and a pen, but before you go to the grocery store, take the time to make that note of what you're going to get. And that's also just better efficiency use of your time. The other thing you can do is just keep in your notes things that you always need, like staples that you get, whether it's oat milk, maybe coffee. And so then you you don't have to keep writing it every time Mm -hmm. because you're like, these are the things that I have. It's funny, one of my yoga students, her husband has a pre-made packing list. So when he is going on a trip, he prints it out. He made it one time. And he prints it out and then, you know, he just checks off things as he puts it in his luggage. I'm going on a big trip in a few days. I'm leaving for Switzerland. And I used to get so stressed that I was going to forget something. How I make peace with it is not by making a packing list that I print off. How I make peace with it is I'm like, you know what? If I forget something, I'm going to buy it when I get there. Exactly. (laughs) That's the way you're avoiding stressing over it. Yes, because it would stress me out. I'm like, oh my God, do I have everything? Do I have everything? And then, and funny enough, when I went to Italy one time, the very first time we ever went, I forgot all my makeup at home. So I had to go into a little pharmacy and I bought just enough makeup so I could have a little bit of color on my face. Another dilemma that we find with forgetfulness is missed appointments. And I tell my children all the time, use your calendar. You have your phone with you all the time. There's no reason that you should be not aware of an appointment. Okay, tonight we went to dinner and I'm like, Hayden, you have a dentist appointment at 11 o'clock tomorrow. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew I had one, but I didn't know what time. I'm like, he made it. Right. He's 20. I don't make his appointments anymore. I said, son, 
You have to put them in your phone calendar. You have your phone with you all the time. Go and put Monday, 11 a.m. Put a reminder. Reminder to remind you either the day before, two hours ahead, whatever. You know, you're, you can pick and choose your reminders. I've told all of my kids that. I live and die by my phone calendar. I don't. Same. I used to have a... Remember you used to go to the Hallmark store and get that little calendar? Did you ever get one? Oh, yeah. Everybody had one of those. And I would write in it. (laughs) Exactly. I've always loved lists. I've always loved having my own calendar, the little Hallmark calendar. Since I was a little girl, I've loved that. Everybody's birthday. Yes. And you put hearts around things. And And then, you know... I can't tell you how many times a week I will be telling, you know, a story and I'll go, oh, the name is just on the tip of my tongue. How many times do you use that? All the time. I mean, it's like, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. I was saying it the other day to a friend and I was like, okay, it will come to me tonight when I'm tucking myself in bed. It's going to come, it's sitting right here and I know it's going to just present itself. You're like, chartreuse. That's what I was trying to name, that color that's kind of between yellow and green. (laughs) So at least we can have a sense of humor about it, right? And there are so many strategies that we can do. And what I also find, too, is if you are someone who isn't organized, it comes back to being organized. When you call and make the appointment, it takes literally three seconds to put it in your phone, right, when you're doing it. I do it before I leave the doctor's office or the dentist or whatever. I'm like, they always say, do you want a card? I'm like, no, because that card will get lost I have to put it in immediately so what about this is a good one too I know you love to cook what Mm. about the recipe ingredient that just slips away from your mind if you're doing it by memory of something that you cook all the time have you ever baked an entire something and then you're like oh my gosh I forgot the key I forgot to put baking soda no but it's funny I make everything from scratch and we were going to our neighborhood little food truck and I was making a Caesar salad and I make the Caesar dressing from scratch I mean with the egg yolk, with the anchovy paste, you know, all of that. And I forgot Worcestershire. Which, when did you notice? When you tasted it? When I got it? home. Well, everybody was like, this is so delicious. And I'm like, thanks. And they're like, did you make this? I'm like, yes. Then when I got home, I swear it wasn't until that night getting ready for bed. I'm like, Worcestershire. <laughs> and just like, what? I'm like, I forgot to put Worcestershire in the Caesar salad. Say and that 10 times fast. I can't. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying it right. It's Worcestershire like, Worcestershire sauce. I have a hard time pronouncing some words, and sometimes it just tickles me because I'm like, I cannot say that word to save my life. So that is definitely something I've done. I haven't done it baking, but, you know, you forget a key ingredient. You're like, oh, wait, that was supposed to have some vinegar in it or whatever. No harm done, but still. Let's touch on really quickly, what do you do when you think it is a serious memory problem? So some signs that might be time to talk to a doctor would be, let's just say if it's a loved one, if they're asking the same questions over and over. If they're getting lost in places that they know well, maybe if they're having trouble following, speaking of recipes, following recipes or directions, they are becoming more confused about time, people, and places. And then oftentimes hygiene slips in people with true mild cognitive impairment. So maybe they stop bathing. Maybe they start eating poorly. You notice that things aren't being taken care of the way that it used to. Mm -hmm. So that's a time when you need to, that's just not mild forgetfulness, just normal everyday forgetfulness. That's a sign of probably some type of cognitive impairment that could be some form of dementia. And that person needs to see a doctor for an evaluation. 
Because sometimes there are other reasons for cognitive decline that are not dementia. They could be things like depression, an infection, maybe a medication interaction. So maybe the medication is having an unwanted side effect that needs to be addressed. And then even stress and like we mentioned, sleep deprivation. So it could be something like sleep apnea and maybe they're not getting good deep rest. And so that is basically cascading over into their memory. I watched recently on Netflix a drama film based on the novel of the same name. It was called Still Alice. I read the book. Okay. I think it was, the film was actually made in 2014 and it is on Netflix right now. And it is really about how she navigates her life with early onset Alzheimer's. She's very smart. She's actually a renowned linguistics professor. Talk about a mouthful. I know, right? And it's really about how when you're diagnosed with early onset, that it does progress quicker in nature than if you're diagnosed with it later, later in life. life. Right. And so it really highlights that Alzheimer's not only how it affects the person, how it affects the family and all of the intertwined relationships, the husband-wife dynamic with her children, you know, her adult children. It was really a powerful movie. Though. It was a very sad book. It made me really feel for her. It really is a very sensitive portrayal of this type of subject matter. So if you do have a family member or if you are affected in some way, I encourage either reading the book or watching the movie. Watch the movie. It really is shedding a lot of light on this particular diagnosis. And that's the thing. Oftentimes people don't want to say something maybe to a loved one that they're noticing slipping because it's a sensitive subject. But this is the key. Early intervention is key. If you do have it, there are medications on the market, which I'm not saying that I'm not all about allopathic medicine, but oftentimes it is a good thing. And so by getting on a drug that helps stall the progression or deal with some of the side effects and getting a thorough workup by your doctor to make sure it is actual cognitive disease and not just a byproduct of some other issue in your life. I mean, I know it's a sensitive subject. My dad was one that had, he started to have some dementia. It wasn't Alzheimer's because he was 80, but it was dementia, forgetfulness, but a little bit more than just, you know, misplace your keys. His short-term memory definitely had gone, not his long-term memory, which is usually the true sign of of some form of dementia. Their long-term memory, they can remember things that happened when they were seven, but they can't remember what you told them yesterday. So we had to really make sure, like, we had to take his keys away because he couldn't drive and just do some other things. Then it was affecting his diet. He would just eat sugary cereal. And so we were doing things to help navigate all of the issues that were arising before he passed away with his memory issues. So I definitely say it's something that the sooner you can address it, the better. Hopefully some of these strategies that we talked about today, you're able to employ that will help you with the mild forgetfulness, getting out of sleep, staying social, exercising regularly, eating a healthy diet, challenging yourself mentally, maybe through puzzles or brain teaser games, and then seeing your doctor if you think that there's an actual problem that they can help you with strategies to help you deal with any issues. And then, of course, it's always fun to just embrace the quirkiness of the mild forgetfulness with humorous stories and have a really close-knit support group that you can laugh about these kind of things and come up with strategies. Yeah, if you can't laugh at it yourself every now and then, then you're definitely taking life too seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode and for being on this midlife journey together with us. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye. 
This has been an E-Squared production.